1: That's
2: your son. oh, oh. Uh-oh. Ho. Uh-oh. Ho. what's up oh. you oh. motherfucking oh. fucks you fucking fucks this you is fucking oh a sopranos at podcast hot mics <laughs> as you know beauty's ears are smoking we right do we be doing it Yo. adjust the levels adjust as the levels. always Stall, My name stall. is Joe
1: Spellman, and this is... I don't want to be here if that fuck Phil is here. <laughs> and this is... Uh, Sorry, this is <laughs> the hairdo. I forgot to say The hairdo. Oh, yeah, that's the Jerry hairdo. Torchiano. Jerry Torciano, Jerry Torciano, David Feuda Torciano. <laughs> I think we
2: should start calling Professor Pauly the hairdo. The hairdo. <laughs> yeah, it's that's... ironic.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. ironic
3: because I'm bald. I quit the podcast. <laughs>
1: hey, it's a hairdo. It... <laughs> I guess you could call that a
3: dude. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches! Hey, season six A, season we're here. Six, we made final. it. We made it. Hey, six A. Do six you guys? Oh, let me ask you. Do you guys consider uh, six A and six B separate seasons or one one in the same?
1: I guess I like to consider them separate seasons, just so I feel like there are seven seasons. <laughs> sure. I, don't I, think, agree with that, I think. I think. I think
3: structurally they are. For all intensive purposes, purposes two separate seasons. Yeah. I think the reason that they're called Six A and Six B is because HBO is cheap, and contractually right. they didn't need to like raise the actors' salaries another season's worth of episodes or something. Because it was Six B is nine episodes, Six A is twelve, which are both under the typical thirteen of of the Sopranos episodes. But right. yeah, but arc wise. Story wise, six B
2: is nine episodes. It's nine episodes, oh, okay.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nine of the greatest episodes, I think. But th- all that to say, six A is is pretty mixed in terms of like pretty, fans' reactions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we get you know
1: a, a lot of. I feel like especially recently, I've met a lot of people that despise the Kevin Finerty stuff.
3: The Kevin Finerty stuff, which, which spans multiple episodes. I mean, if you don't like the dream stuff in The Sopranos, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to like...
1: Some more vibes.
2: It's probably uh, because, like, you know, the Test Dream was the last season. They're too close.
3: It's a lot of uh, dreams close, slash... Mom. sorry. dreams. <laughs> no, no. no, no
1: it's, oh. it's a Chappelle show. No, oh. joke. you're too close. Go I go thought you ahead. Thought it's it's too close to the mic. Too close. You're yeah. Too close. I saw you adjusting the levels, <laughs>
3: dude. I want to... but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know within three episodes or whatever we're back in like dreamland. But yeah. but the, all that but you know the Kevin Finerty stuff is is not necessarily a dream, which we could get into the next episode. Yes. But also, people were not fans to say the least about the veto storyline this season. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Johnny cakes and and all that. And then I also I, think oh, ever, I th- oh I thought I, you meant
2: the new wardrobe. I never. <laughs> yeah. I never. Uh, I never have thought of it but yeah now if you put it like take take it like or like say that oh this season had the that weird dream coma stuff and and the Vito, the Vito thing yeah. yeah you know your average meathead is gonna be like what the fuck
3: the whole season overall is is more like avant-garde and and sort of they they were they were purposely trying to break free of of some tropes and some some other previously uh things that, that um more traditional stary- storytelling, I think. Um the but, op-
2: you know, the opening of the Well yeah, episode. let's let's
3: let's get yeah, into it. So we're yeah. covering members only. This is a season six mm. A episode one, written by Terrence Winter, who won an e- Emmy for outstanding writing this, this episode. Did that surprise you? Oof. That surprised me when we'll I saw that today.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, the you know, the people that give out the awards they love sad shit dude. You know,
3: so. <laughs> True. Directed by Tim Van Patten, originally aired March twelfth, two thousand six. I was just about to graduate oh, college. Shit.
2: Oh shit, we, we are do. so close um, to that date, March 12th. Oh yeah. Hey, we're oh. f- we're f- yes, oh, when we we're recording this. Sixteen years ago. We're
3: three days away to sixteen years ago. Actually, uh, That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sixteen years ago, we're old fucks. Oh my! Uh, in case you don't remember this episode, uh, this is uh, the one it's where the one
1: with the jacket. <laughs> Every yeah, episode we're going. We're reset. We're going
3: back to season two. Uh, full leather jacket. No, um, uh, this is one where Tony and Carm enjoy a new sushi spot.
1: Oh baby, looking good. That sushi looking. The biggest thing that happens this episode. <laughs> but
3: you gotta uh,
2: remind yourself, it's Jersey. Sushi. It is Jersey. Sushi. Jersey sushi. Yeah.
3: Uh, Eugene sure um takes a, takes a A or B story. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty prominent this episode. Pretty prominent. Yeah, uh, he gets a two million dollar inheritance and he wants out of the mob, and that doesn't go well. And uh, one of the series' biggest twists slash cliffhangers: Uncle June shoots Tony in the end. Spoiler. Wait, he does. Spoiler. Are there? They don't. Sopranos doesn't really like to leave episodes on cliffhangers. Can you think of any other cliffhangers that? Like, Christopher like being well, shot. Well, Christopher being shot. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Season two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tony. Like, how could this happen? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the only other
1: really... for a drama. Like, it, it, it's pretty rare. Well, because yeah. they like
3: David Chase especially is no, uh, notorious for wanting Hates to wrap that. things Hates. up in 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 one episode. Make make each episode feel like its own little contained movie. Right. right uh but this there was no way out of and and uh really shocking um do you guys remember your reactions to <laughs> seeing uncle june shoot tony
1: yeah i was fucking shocked <laughs> yeah very shocked i also remember like watching this episode live and being like oh eugene is obviously obviously like this this is not going to end well for him cuz it's it's clear that they've given this actor a lot in an episode and it's like it's a rare time where uh you know most dramas they do that and you're like, "Oh, I know this is ending badly for this person because we've never had them have this much dialogue. Right. right. But like especially in this episode, I was like, "Oh, right. this he is fucked."
3: And I got to say Robert Funaro, the guy who plays Eugene, uh, kills it. Oh, he's, he's great. great. Yeah. He's, he's great. so good. He's an old friend like childhood friend of James Gandolfini actually. Yes. Oh, really?
1: Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And also post some some great videos on Instagram of him cooking. Oh, very does good he? Yeah, 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 very I've good I don't yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple of those. I should.
3: Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he does a great job this episode, um, taking, taking the spotlight for the short time that he has it. Uh, but yeah, so getting into the season here, the opening is not our usual Tony Soprano shuffling down the driveway to collect his Star Ledger. At this point, they've. it seems like they've made a conscious decision to just buck everything that they'd done up to the series at this point. It actually opens on a new character we've never seen before, uh, Agent Goddard, uh, who is uh, Agent um, Harris's new partner in counterterrorism, I guess, yeah. in the FBI. He opens the season with the line, nobody ever went broke, underestimating the tastes of the American public. To which uh, Agent Harris immediately responds with him vomiting out the car door. <laughs> oh, uh, why do you guys think Chase kicked off the season with that line and that reaction? Uh,
2: I mean, <laughs> What's, my, what are we my, going for? My here? My initial guess is that it's a it's a critic who would <laughs> yeah. say who said that line, right? That he hated or something.
3: Uh, it's actually a I. I believe a philosopher or or some sort of writer named H. L. Mencken who wrote okay. the line. Um, but I've heard, I've heard I, of that. Yeah, right? yeah I, think, I, I, think, of that, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think it's uh, him sort of embracing uh, the fact that the series had been criticized for its violence, especially right. against right. women, and but the fact that it kept getting more popular <laughs> right. Right. year after year, getting bigger and bigger. I mean, it's even bigger than it was uh, back then today. So, like, you know, like, he's, he's uh,
2: he's pretty much showing his disdain for the uh, audience. Right. I think well, I this is one me. of like a
3: lot of people argue whether Chase really had disdain for his audience or not. I think this is one of the biggest arguments that you can put forward. And the fact that, you know, he was making a commentary on like, look, we're, there's going to be a lot of violence. There's going to be a lot of sexual violence. There's going to be a lot of tits. There's going to be a lot of wax. There's going to be a lot of whatever the fuck. And you and, fucking
1: doggies mm, are going to eat it up. Yeah, and nobody gonna ever be went a lot broke. Of guys coming into an eyeglass store, and taking some Armani <laughs> glasses, uh, you know, right. without paying. Oh man,
2: right. uh, I think uh, our friend um, Sean Clements um, probably oh, he-, he told the story about. <laughs> yeah. That actor. On on the pod. Yeah, on the pod, yeah. Who the guy um, who plays Anthony Yeah, yeah, Who had an audition Johnny Sachs' brother-in-law. Yeah, who had an audition he was in, and the the guy actor's name is Lou Martini Jr., but like he had to (laughs) say his name for a commercial audition, and he's like, Lou Lou Martini Martini Jr. (laughs) And I remember Sean like coming back to our apartment and being like, This is a fucking hilarious name.
1: Willing to shave
3: (laughs) Hey, he nails it. When oh, I when I he watched this, I, yeah, I thought he's in a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's New a York, couple York sort York of like um I forget what it's called, but just like, you know, they like false they lead you down like wrong paths here because you, you think that he's gonna have a bigger part in the series. Yep. in this season, right? And then also Murmur, the guy who plays Murmur, uh you think is gonna <laughs> I know, he's great. Uh, Chris's AA sponsor is going to have a bigger part in the series, especially because I remember reading like in the press about you know when the when the press got uh, the first like three or four episodes of of the season to review, like they were talking about this guy who plays Murmur, uh, and they were like, "Is this the new Richie Aprile or Ralphie Cifaretto?
2: And like, <laughs> and, uh, dude, the press went crazy, crazy yeah, for Murmur, not like, quite. And David nah. Chase was like, "Guess what? I'm going right. to fucking swing away <laughs> from that."
3: But also, do you guys remember how long the wait was between the seasons? Yes. it was. It was actually twenty-one months. That's crazy. Between the all due respect, which we covered a couple of weeks ago, uh, and members only, so almost two years.
1: I only judge that because I remember where I was living in between that time. So I was <laughs> like, I, I like, I went through two different apartments in Manhattan, and then I was living in Astoria by the time this season. So all aired. due
2: respect. So- uh, when that air? air uh, era, uh, that was that was
3: like two thousand like May two thousand four two thousand. No, I believe no, it was two thousand five, and this was like late two thousand. Or no, oh, no, no you said, March you said, uh, Mar- March 06 Oh yeah, March. No, yeah so yeah. Would have yeah. been two thousand four. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah right, yeah five.
2: yeah. It would have been like June two oh, thousand four.
3: 2004. Right. Um. Yeah. Just crazy, especially back so then. So like, I know. Unheard of to wait between so uh, did seasons.
2: Did not do it, like. Yeah. 2005, nothing aired. Uh, right. Yeah,
3: especially like with with dramas back then on network TV, like you needed to have, tw- uh, like, and those those were like 20 something episodes, episodes of TV. Like you needed a, there was no break. Uh, but obviously Sopranos is a different breed. It benefited from the breathing room the writers had to craft the season. Yep. I love this season. I, I think it's. I do too. I, there's, look.
2: Oh, yeah, me too. I,
3: we all do. I, I think oh, the Vito storyline has aged quite well. I also yeah. love the Kevin Finerty stuff just because that's I'm I'm Professor Paulie. Why wouldn't I? But like,
1: well, even outside of like the um the interesting like intellectual aspect to it, it's also just like fascinating to watch Gandolfini play Kevin Finerty. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's it's so you hear him
3: too. without his Jersey accent and like that's <laughs> great. That's how he really spoke, which right. which is so jarring. But yeah. um. But yeah, there is there's a lot to dive into this season. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the opening bucks the tradition of Tony in the driveway with the Star Ledger with the opening montage of Seven Souls by yeah. Bill Laswell, featuring William S. Burroughs reading from his novel The Western Lands. We get a whole it's sort of reminiscent of the season two opener. It was a very good year. Yeah. Where we yeah. where we, we're reintroduced to all see these characters. People, yeah. yeah. Um but so So it has been like close to two years between seasons for us. It has also been close to two years for the characters in the show. Uh, you know, Janice and Bobby have a new daughter. Uh, Bobby's suddenly into trains now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Janice seems to really, really love being a mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is with
3: it? I mean, I, I love the uh, like the Rolling Stones, like kissy tattoo, yeah, yeah. and then you see the baby suckling at her teeth and then but like her she is not happy, it seems.
2: This kid no. always wanting the boob. They're hungry. <laughs> oh, you yeah. they need to feed them. Yes.
3: Um, we get Meadow, she's still with Finn, she's doing a little dance for him. Also in the in the poem it it says the it's guardian, the guardian angel. angel, yeah, yeah. Which I've made a previous argument. Yeah, the for the each, meadow being Tony's guardian angel on each, this podcast, but
2: right. I mean, yeah. yeah. The each each thing in that song or spoken word, whatever, is like um, there's like a vignette corresponds with whatever yeah. he's talking about. Right, yeah. right. Yeah.
3: So like AJ is is the devil, like blah, blah blah, and he's doing like the the I don't know. He's sticking out his tongue and giving like the rock sign to his Nokia phone. And he's yeah. very happy with the results of that picture for some reason. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like it says like the heart treacherous and it shows George W. Bush and then and then and uh Ray, Ray Curdo working the, out uh, and his heart gives out general. later this episode. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, then of course we have Vito, he lost all the weight. This is because the actor Joe Ganiscoli, was on Celebrity Fit Club or whatever the fuck on VH1 between seasons and he lost a ton of weight. <laughs> so they had to write it in. Uh, I love
1: later later on when Vito's, I mean, they wrote it in great. Yeah. he's so fucking... You know, he's annoyed. He's so annoyed. It's like... So, it's so realistic as somebody who lost a bunch of... Weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ask fucking Hesh's uh, uh, daughter to get him hot water with lemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her fucking husband is like fucking... You want it. the Atkins? Yeah. <laughs> it's the
3: Atkins, right? Yeah. Parasite, uh, actually. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, Carmela dreaming of Adriana in her spec house, which there's some weird connection. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Like what, what they're exactly trying to say. But if you remember the end of long-term parking, you know, there's that moment at the end of the episode where it pans down from the trees. We're expecting it to be the place where Silvio killed Adriana. And it's actually Tony and Carm at the site of where her eventual spec house will be. Now we get Carm's dream of her, in her half-built spec house, talking to the ghost of Adriana, and she's saying, "Like I'm worried all the time, you know." Yep. And 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 that sort of sets the tone for like the series. And she wakes up in the middle of the night, just like struck by that. But um,
1: also, it's interesting that she just happens to like kind of re-strike up her friendship with Ange. Yes, you yeah. know, yeah, which who, really who funny. also whose husband also got fucking murdered. So it's like, I, it, it almost feels like she's reaching out to her like right. to connect somehow to somebody who maybe understands like, l- like someone else who uh, like very clearly got whacked. Yeah. Yeah. Understands you know, like, yeah. Like being understands, a right. And, and,
2: and uh, you and know, she's betraying an the family woman now. What's
1: that? Yeah. She's an independent
2: woman. now. Uh, she is. got, Yeah. Got her, caramel uh, jelly. Her, her vet. Yeah. She's um, also listed in the opening credits. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting, but only
3: only for the episodes that she's in this season. Interesting. So she's not like principal cast, but uh, but yeah, I I, I mean, Tony Calum as Angie Bump and is is great. Great to see her again. She's also yep. a writer on the show. But yeah. Let's get into the
2: actual oh, episodes. So. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she <laughs> argued for that. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, she. She bargained. Maybe chase. I guess.
3: But so the the final line of the poem is like the remains or something, and it cuts to Tony digging the in the backyard of Uncle June, who since we last saw him, in all due respect, you know, this is kind of that sad scene where he re, where Tony realized he couldn't consult Uncle June about his predicament with Tony B. And he sort yeah. of like leaves. Now we see June's dementia has, has consumed him quite a bit bad. in the past yeah. couple of years. He's Knucklehead Smith as as Tony says, but uh, yep. he's actually trying to j- dig up. Uh, <laughs> I know he, he's trying to dig up some $40,000 from wherever the fuck some, some haul in the seventies. Uh, but, but Junior's very paranoid about pussy. Malanga yep. who is the guy who he was aiming to kill in the pilot episode. Yep. Uh, Tony ended up blowing At up. The Resuvio. Resuvio. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's been dead six years. Tony says I should dig him up already. Uh, Bobby and Janice show up with the new baby, uh, and and Janice ends up talking to Tony about moving Uncle June to Green Grove, where Livia stayed, and Tony's against it. Why do you think is why do you think Tony's so against this now?
1: Like, because he he sees that place as like like a source of terrible memories, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, where that. where his
3: mother ultimately made the decision to try to have him killed. Right. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, but it's also. Which,
2: well, yeah, I mean that, and like he's the boss, kind of still. Right. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't put him at like a, a nursing home.
1: Right. I did. I did love uh, them rolling into uh, juniors, and as uh, Joe will understand this, but like him trying to explain to Tony, like, oh, with the car scene and like this and that, like it takes <laughs> forever to like it's like yeah, I like I identify with that. And he's like, Tony, you remember from when he was like. No, I never did that shit. <laughs> I was all calm.
2: Yeah, but back in two thousand six, picture father tougher. Twenty twenty two, a little yeah, easier, yeah. you know. True. snaps in.
3: Uh, true. Then we cut to Phil and Johnny in the can. Johnny Sack, obviously, at the end of uh, season five finale, went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he was ratted on, Phil has been more or less acting boss while Johnny's in the can, and we learned that. You know things haven't necessarily festered uh, between New York and New Jersey. In fact, they're sort of on good terms at this point. Phil has buried the hatchet at the request of John. But you know, between the 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 death of his younger brother, you know, he says, you know, I'll, I'll never forget it. But out of respect to you, I'll, I'll I'll sort of I'll do business with the Sopranos. Yeah. Um. We know that doesn't last too long. But yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Bing, Eugene. Brings tony some watches he tells him he's got this inheritance from his his aunt uh who was uh, victor
1: Borga's agent <laughs> or was married to victor Borga's agent
3: <laughs> so he's getting two mil uh nice for him that sweet
1: Borga money and where did uh, what,
2: what, what did, where did the money like victor borga's agent made that money probably like where did well that, i assume did it was he, like he was he was married
1: to his aunt
2: yeah right. So like No, he Victor Borger's agent has no outli- relatives.
1: Outlived. Well she maybe outlived. She outlived him, him and then she inherited him. I think they
2: would be upset, you know, like his, <laughs> has, and
1: they had no children, I guess, maybe. Well I imagine Eugene's wife might begin a letter, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. But this is so Eugene to this point has been like sort of like just the guy in the background, um, sort of like one of the guys at Satrials in the bang. He hasn't had a prominent storyline, you know. He uh, he he smacks little Polly in the face with the Snapple bottle at the at the uh, Esplanade site, and that's about it.
1: Eugene the he's so uh, sweet.
3: He did he did get <laughs> made with Christopher though, yeah. Which you know you got to remember that that uh, ominous bird that was in the window. How did? both those stories end for both of those people who got <laughs> right. made that day. Right. It might have been Pretty accurate. There, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um but so this is an interesting story. You immediately sort of get invested in it even though you, you haven't like spent a lot of time with Eugene in the forefront, you know, him trying to get out on an inheritance. Like that's an interesting sort of conundrum for the mob. And Tony right. off the bat is like, you know, there's no retiring from this.
2: Uh you took an oath. What yeah. about Johnny Bananas
1: though? Joe yeah. Bananas Joe. What about Johnny on, Bananas on uh, the challenge? challenge Actually, uh, I probably should have looked it
2: up. I don't
3: know. 7 time
1: challenge champion.
3: <laughs> Johnny Bananas.
1: There's no Tony's like, <laughs> so- "Oh yeah,
3: Johnny Bananas, you can go." Uh
1: Yeah, right. Johnny Bananas, there's no getting out of the challenge, dude. You could take a season off, but yeah. you you'll <laughs> never get yeah. out. You're pushing 40? No, yeah. man. You're going to do this team You and CT die, Johnny doing Johnny this forever. <laughs> no, Joe
3: Banano was of course the the like the the head of the Bonanno crime family in New York, mm-hmm. one of the five families. I, I guess he retired. I don't know. He was.
1: Was he, he? Wasn't he the guy that got killed with the cigar still in his mouth? No, in Brooklyn. I
3: think, um, I no, that was another guy. That was. Um, fuck, I can't remember it. But you fans know. You yeah. know. You, <laughs> you should mop, write us you mop Mafia yeah, he heads. Us, and... uh, but but no, I don't think he was killed. I think he. I th- or maybe he was killed eventually. Or di- or but or he had <laughs> apparently he had retired at first. I think he lived to be old, basically.
1: Oh, so that's so that's loosely that's a, a story loosely based right. on right. He Panetta.
3: may it might have been the guy who actually, uh, or maybe this was Lucky Luciano, but had retired to Italy to evade you know the American government or whatever. Mm. But but essentially, there is some precedent, and Tony's still like, eh, you know. Whatever, but because they go so far back, he's like, you know, fucking Y.O. basketball. Yeah, C.Y.O. basketball. Yeah, like he's like, you know.
1: Whoa, whoa, I'll Y.O. basketball? Dude, that's racist. <laughs> he's <like> a Y.O.s. <laughs> uh,
3: but immediately we go back to the Pantacorvos, and he's like, do I know my psychology or what? I gave him the watches. This is a fucking done deal. Uh, we find out <laughs> yeah, Eugene's job. son is a drug addict. This is part of the reason why he and his wife want to relocate. They just want to like uproot this character. I have a right
1: to know who your friends are. Yeah, that was, a, it was particularly so him, a bad line. That's like a yeah.
3: Lifetime movie. Uh... Yeah,
1: very cheesy. Uh, and then like, but, I mean, hey, do we... There's like fucking five minutes of nothing happening, and then he throws the fucking like, glass <laughs> against the wall. It's like, yeah. you don't need it. Yeah, he gets I got to say, say, He, I gotta
2: he say, goes though. from zero to 60 real quick right yeah. there. Hey, I'm that's Eugene, out. though.
3: That's Eugene, you guys. True. If I saw him uh, put He's the Snapple bottle man. on Little Polly's face uh, in right. two seconds. You're right. no, but I, I I got to say, props to... Um, I should have looked up her name, but the the woman who plays his wife because she could have very easily been stereotypical Hammy. Jersey yeah, housewife yeah. like like bent out of shape like oh you your master's fucking it's voice master's like voice. It, you know yeah. but she, yeah, like, she very mo-
1: like much more subdued
3: right and she kept like the accent and she kept all the signature Jersey stuff but she made it she made it real in a way that like somebody like. And not to slight this actress, but like Jojo Palmis and, and, yeah, and right. you know right. other mob wives are a little more cartoonish and a little more. She, I, she, she hit all those marks, and she also, I, I, for me, it felt more real.
1: Damn, Goliath, Goliath, really. <laughs> Uh, so if you're this, listening to this, uh, this hit me this up. Yeah, she was she was not you know sli- trying to slide up into her DMs. Not you know, something to bet. Yeah, is out of town for one yeah, week. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> oh. I know what Ooh. I know
2: what you're doing later when we leave. Oh, uh, put on this episode. but on Mrs. this Spot episode again. Oh. Yeah. Jerk off to it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, his <Yeah>. master's voice. <laughs> And we're real submissive <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, then we came
4: David Yerman watches lay, oh! down and crying. Hey guys, not, to guys.
3: I, I gotta I gotta keep this episode moving, so not <laughs> anything about like what we're talking about. Uh Nori Sushi, Carmen Tone have a new Ooh, favorite oh, restaurant. Baby, Ooh. Did you ever think you'd see uh Tony Soprano eating some sushi? No, no, no. after he razzed Uncle June about eating sushi uh South of the Border.
2: I mean he's so progressive, really. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Uh, basically I, I feel like the scene was, was to establish that, yes, after Tony and Carm reconciled at the end of season five, things are going pretty good for, between them. Like yeah. you get the sense yeah. that like.
1: They have this new restaurant they like to go to together. <laughs> they like to that stop their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They don't just go to Vesuvio. Well, yeah. also
3: this episode, we, we, they set up that Vesuvio is getting a little old. Right. Right. Uh, Chris is like, I could recite this menu in my sleep and. Yep. Now, where'd you get this bread? But, the bread the museum. Bread museum. <laughs> <laughs> which which, which sets up uh, uh, episode, I think seven six this this season. Luxury lounge. Still
1: uh, still hard five on fucking bread. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we we get Carm is still building her spec house. She wants Tony to lean on the guy to reverse the stop work order. Um, she talks a little about uh, Adriana, how she had a dream about her. Uh, Tony's dodging question after question by shoving sushi in his mouth. Um, And they talk about how lucky they are. And I I think that's sort of one of the like big points of the episode. It's, it's really to set up how well things are going for Tony after everything that happened with New York and Phil, like things are swept under the rug, even with the Jerry Torciano shit, you know, Vito has stepped up. He's a big earner. Now he's making big bucks for the family. Carm and he are in a good spot. Meadow is in a good spot. AJ's at college. Like things are going good for Tony Soprano. And he even says, you know, forty piece, forty dollars for a piece of fish that just flew in first class. Like we're more than lucky. Yeah. And then by the end of the episode, this all comes tumbling down. You know. But yeah, I, I think that's sort of the, like throughout the episode, there's things that like work. The universe is working in Tony Soprano's favor. Um, we cut to Brooklyn. Hash and his son-in-law Eli, outside yeah, the,
1: getting down some Chinese. <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> you
3: know that's probably the best Chinese like in, in fucking in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. These these Jews know where the where the Chinese spots are, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: you got you got to hit up the spots that have the the ducks hanging in the window. Those, yeah. those oh, yeah. are real. Those oh, for real. Just, the place around the corner from my grandmother's and Sheep's Head Bed was the, the best. We would, like we would go like a lot of Sundays. Our family would go. But, and uh, was it, like,
3: legit, like, dim sum and shit like that? Or, like, yeah, was it, it... Yeah, yeah, dim sum. But was sum, it, like, American-Chinese you know, takeout food, like...
1: It's, like, a hybrid I of, mean, like, Hunan I mean, and, like, uh, like, yeah, American shit. It's all American-Chinese, American yeah. you know? I mean, they're, like, in that neighborhood especially, they're, they're catering to fucking white people. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it wasn't a Chinese neighborhood. Yeah. But, oh, actually... Uh, eventually it was uh, more Chinese. Well, if but, you have like, but, ducks
3: hanging in the window. Like that's that seems legit. legit to me, yeah.
1: But also it's like eh, most Chinese food that's surviving, it's like pizza. You're right. surviving in New York, like you are probably pretty fucking good. So right. a
3: bunch of guys, Jerry from Der- Jerry we later learned Jerry Torciano's crew, uh the hairdo, uh my namesake. Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes
4: Yes Sticking uh,
3: They send some guys After Hesh and, and this is the first time We've seen Hesh In like a physical altercation It's a little jarring And then Hesh's son-in-law Eli gets fucking Hit and run Struck by a car Ooh.
1: By a taxi Right
3: <laughs> Whoa was it by a taxi ta- It was even... a taxi
1: van They're Ugh. like they, And they just kept going They just kept going, just going. Just, fuck it
3: Okay I didn't realize That was a taxi But yeah.
1: yeah Yeah bro How's that medallion Doing now <laughs> yeah, you gotta sue them. Um, gotta sue the yeah. city. <laughs> and we go
3: to Satrial's outside. The guys are hanging out outside. We see Vito in his new flashy suit. And we learn here that Vito is. And this is a little retcon because there's no mention of it in season five when Phil Leotardo shows up. But, <laughs> Spells, what are you doing, babe? It's about <laughs> half an hour
1: in. Spells got to readjust. Yeah. <laughs> stretch. Okay. Swing oh, yeah, microphone. we got it. We got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me yeah, that crotch, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah
3: spells spread eagle right in front of me. Um basically uh they they introduce here that Vito is now Phil's cousin through marriage, which we hadn't known before. Yep. And this sort of sets up uh Phil's beef uh later in the season where Phil has such a you know uh, a there... problem with Vito uh coming out of the closet and being gay. But there's
1: so, so uh, you know you talked about all the things that like were like kind of teased in this that Mm -hmm. don't actually come to fruition. Yeah. That's one of them. Like Vito kind of tiptoeing around Tony, like kind of having these secret conversations with Phil. It seems like they're kind of conspiring behind Tony's back. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're definitely teasing that.
3: But I do, I do think like just the fact that Vito says like, you know, who knows where the family could be in a couple of years. Like he could have, God forbid he has, Tony has a heart attack. I could be the boss of this family. Like, you know, the at the end of the episode, Tony's incapacitated, so it's right. sort of like teases to that effect. But then, of course, in typical no. Sopranos f- fashion, well, you know, it takes a like, hard right turn uh,
1: eventually. And but. the well, same with Eugene, like with the blood, like we we get that purposeful, like he's got the blood on his face after he shoots after Teddy, he whacks the guy after yeah. he whacks the guy, and then we see like the very purposeful like close up of his fingers right. smearing the blood onto the right. map. Right. right. Just all so very, not like all David Chase bullshit. But also like,
2: like you know, right. you know, people, I feel like, like, I feel like people were definitely like, you know, pontificating on what, what was going to happen like next week. Yo. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Like, like, well, Vito, yep. <laughs> they keep fucking pumping up Vito for some yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. Vito's gonna fucking take over. He like, definitely took. You know, a, people uh, probably thought like he was dead. It was like, I mean, who
3: gives a shit about Vito? And then all of a sudden, he's talking about being boss. Like, right. you, you, you know, yeah. something's up. They're
2: Like they did Eugene that episode. Maybe it's gonna be Vito's show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. At, yeah. 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 Everybody expected Tony to just die after the end of this this episode, and then Vito. <laughs> yeah. Is instead like, of
1: uh, watching Tony eating ice cream, we're just watching Vito eating carrot <laughs> yeah, sticks. Yeah. Did they? Um,
2: this is a sidetrack,
1: but like, did they um say
2: what six B was gonna be already? What do you mean? Like, when this episode aired, did mm-hmm. we know that six B was gonna be nine episodes? This was gonna be twelve.
3: We knew it was gonna be twelve. Yeah,
2: yeah, but we didn't know like, w- but we didn't know what six B was gonna be. Right. No.
3: I mean, that's that's a good point though, because you know we talk about how season one was basically about. Tony as a son. Season two was Tony as a brother. Season three was Tony as a father. Season four was Tony as a husband. Season five was Tony as a boss. This sort of like, like we said at the top of the episode, Buck's like tradition is, it's not just about Tony and his relationships. It's about, I think, it's about, and we'll get into it as we discuss the season further, but I I think this season's all about, you know, the choices you make as an adult. And if you are, if you are or are not able to, uh, break free of those choices, you know? Um, and that's, that's sort of veto. you know, uh, case in point. Like, you know, he wants to be, he meets Johnny Cakes. He wants to be a homosexual man, and ultimately we know where that leads. You know, you look at um, Tony, who after his shooting is, is like he wants to be a better person. He wants to embrace every day as a gift, and ultimately he falls back into his old routines, you right. know? Uh, and I could go on and on, but uh but yeah, I, I, I think this this season is interesting in that regard. Anyway, yeah. back to Satriels. Yeah. Agent Harris and Agent Goddard <laughs> show up. Uh we learned that the reason Agent Harris puked in the opening scene was because he's picked up a bug in Pakistan. He's on the anti terrorism beat, which is very timely for two thousand five or six, wherever this fucking aired, I don't know. Yep. Uh two thousand six. <laughs> Uh, terrorism has been timely for a long time now. Um, uh, and he just wants a veal parm hero from Satrials, which, yeah. you know, understandable. Can't go blame wrong.
2: him. Can't go wrong. Can't right. blame him.
3: We have the scene in the hospital where they go to visit Hesh's uh, son-in-law. Hesh sort of explains what happens. Chris has some great lines. Uh, Chinks did this. Hesh <laughs> gets real mad at that. He's uh, <laughs> smart. But what was the beef there? So Hesh, Hesh had some money on the street and Jerry Torgiano thought that he was like.
1: Probably it seemed like it was like because they say like Eli, like they call like they refer right. to his son by name. Right. His son-in-law. So it does seem like his son-in-law probably did fuck up. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't understand because like they're like he
2: didn't do anything, Eli or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well then, well, then Jerry, Jerry
1: Torciano later is like, I, I, you know, if, if I, I knew known, that he, was, he yeah. was with you, right, right,
2: right. So maybe him and Eli have money on the street, sure, right,
1: and and
3: I guess just because it's New York territory like that, some sort of shy,
1: some that. sort of shy business, right.
3: Um, we go to the spec car spec house where uh, they're doing a little inspection of the the wood and the grade of the wood. Uh, Hugh D'Angeles, uh great scene for him. Yeah, uh, get like, pudgy Walsh on the horn. He's great looking extra. Ex- I,
1: I don't know if it's the makeup or like obviously he was getting older at this right. point, but like yeah. he looks extra older. Oh yeah, <laughs> like. oh yeah, yeah he does. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, uh, oh, but great dead. in that scene. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> he's <like>. long dead. <laughs> Um, Great actor, though.
3: But yeah, so the the Sp- Carm Spec House is on hold. Um, at Vesuvio's, you know, this is that scene where they they set up that Vesuvio's is going downhill, the bread museum, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, Johnny uh, is being. It, it's hard to get to Johnny while he's in jail, so they got to go through Anthony Infante, his brother-in-law. Tony ends the scene with, "I can't catch a fucking break." And then the very next scene is the rat and his family uh, dying mid-giving evidence yeah, against yeah. him. Mid-ratting. Just, yeah, to yeah. Agent San Severino. Uh, I think he caught a break tone.
1: Uh, yeah, stand-up guys like that. It'll make yeah, them like yeah, that anymore. Yeah. You
3: know? yeah, the iron. And then also, like, the other rat in the family, Eugene, fucking also, offs himself. in the himself Yeah. yeah. It's like, man. So. Tony Tony's, has
1: Tony, the greatest luck of anybody. You know, well, <laughs>
3: besides getting shot in the gut. Uh, Me, you know.
1: Meanwhile, like just seeing the dichotomy between him and Carm having the fucking sushi every night, yeah. getting her the fucking Porsche Cayenne, like <laughs> yeah. just fucking doing whatever he wants, and then fucking Johnny Sack fucking rotting in prison. Yep. Yeah, yep. He, like gonna have to sell his Maserati to fucking. Yep. Well, we know he sells it to Chris. Yeah. yeah, you know, breaks his heart. Ginny f- just fucking having to do uh the the, the fucking shower wedding and, shower yeah. like without him there. It's yeah. like it's like it's yeah, so they, funny. Yeah, They they stay
3: like a good long beat on Johnny looking at the pictures from the shower and he's just like, you know, that sort of sets up uh later this season the Mr. and Mrs. John Sacrimony request where he right. cries at the
1: wedding oh, and everything. He's so he's funny. got a soft
3: spot for his daughter. Of course. Um, but
1: it but it's so funny. It's like the whole thing uh that he describes Livia as like She's like a woman with like a Virginia ham crying because she has right, no bread. Yeah. It's like that's that's been passed down to her son. Oh, yeah. 100%. But yeah.
3: Um, at at uh, Ray Curdo's funeral, we meet Murmur, which we talked about. Uh, this guy's great at forging documents, Tom. <laughs> uh, uh, Dick Barone, we learned Dick Barone uh, died off screen of yep. Lou Gehrig's disease. And Chris makes the same fucking joke every time. Um, yep. Uh Eugene gives Tony a taste of his inheritance inheritance, which I love, which is out of control. And we see Rusty Milio, Frankie Valley, uh uh. You One know, of the great s- actors. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best. One of the best. <laughs> of all time. Mayor Munchkinland. Um, it's a good
1: thing he's a fucking brilliant singer. Yeah. <laughs> uh
3: stand up guys like that. They're a dying breed, which we, we went over. Um, you know.
1: Is Philly a title here? Because I don't want to be caught dead in the same room as that guy. Like, they they well, still uh, have the
3: beef, but all uh, right, all right,
1: Frankie, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, yeah, that's, right. a Tony could, that's a wrap on Frankie for, Valley.
3: <laughs> Tony could give a fuck about uh, Rusty Milio, uh and his opinions on. But the it is New York
1: funny because, like, you see, like, like you could tell Gandolfini like loves Frankie Valley, hmm. like, because oh, sure. like that you can see the actors yeah. like not faking like. The smile, like right. when he sees them, yeah. right. I'm sure he like fucking loves Frankie Valli. <laughs> right.
3: Uh, Nori sushi, Carm and Tony Evans dinner. We get the new Porsche Cayenne, which uh, what, I don't know. Was was that a was that I a, don't know. Was that a sponsored uh, like? Our, our, I mean, I, we, no, we get I, the
1: there's a bunch of sponsorship. There's like the Nesquik fucking like train car. But, I, but it's stuff. my We're understanding that HBO also, like,
3: does not get money from product placement.
2: It seems like bullshit, but. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean But also It also seems like The fucking car A fucking rich Yes Housewife would Would the have new Porsche Would want Cayenne. It's like yeah, a Porsche yeah, yeah. But it's not a Porsche right. Because it's Fucking like an SUV Like it's like well, a, Also you know, knowing David It looks Chase, like a RAV4 he,
1: he might have like Known someone really annoying That bought one And he was like well, we're gonna <laughs> Right make, in the same make Yeah, fun of yeah. This. yeah We're mean, gonna make
2: fun of this car I don't know if you see I mean no you do But like I wouldn't want that car if I was buying a Porsche. You know? Well, yeah, no, but like, yeah, no, but like Car'm's the wives so got it because they have the kids, you yeah. know. So like, let's buy a fucking <laughs> sports car. But like, well, right, it reminds me for of what, was it
3: last season or is it this season where where Tony gives uh, no, it's last season where Tony gives AJ the 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 Xterra. And he's like, it's part of Nissan's triple safety philosophy. Like he's like yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. like hitting cues of like the branded content. Yeah, the car like, that like, the car that really catches weird. on fire. Yeah. Very, very strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. speaking of AJ, you know, there's a scene in the Soprano House where AJ is lending his suit jacket to his friend Matt. Uh and, it, and yeah, so It's he's definitely like,
1: a conversation i probably have with my parents. Yeah, you'll oh, no, this you'll is never so see it familiar. Again. Are yeah. you kidding you'll me? You'll never see it again. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh you'll never see you don't understand me, you don't understand my friends,
3: you think so think, low of people
1: see, you think so low of people I'm like hey, eh, yeah, you're well,
3: the thing is suck. you know Tony's line is you know friends are gonna let you down, mm-hmm. which Tony's friends have certainly let him down, pussy yeah. uh you know many of them uh, but family they're the only ones you could depend on you know, his also uncle funny. shoots yeah. him at the end of this episode, <laughs> so uh the irony there um. Yeah. Then we get the one, the singular uh, Melfi scene of this episode. Tony's talking about Uncle Junior, how he was so sharp, and now he's, you know.
1: She's extra testy with him.
3: She is, yeah, oddly. She's like, um, kind
1: of lost her patience with him. Yeah.
3: Well, he talks about, you know, when I'm old, I'd rather my, my family smother me with a pillow than than let me be that way. And she's like, that's odd you would say that you tried to smother your mother with a pillow, right. which we saw at the end of season <laughs> one.
2: Yes. it just needed a placeholder for my hands. To yeah, be. I wanted yeah. a
3: placeholder for my hands. But also, how would she know that? Like, I don't know. She wasn't there. And did I he, know that the mob was talking about it. I Did think he ever mention it? He might have. But, why? but knowing Tony, would he ever like admittedly be like, oh, yeah, I grabbed the pillow. I wanted to smother her. But I mean, maybe. But, I mean,
2: he could have said that in terms yeah, of... Yeah,
3: true, true. But
1: true. I never did. And I, right, right, right. But, but I the, felt the
2: urge to... The know. thing that stands yeah.
3: out to me in this scene is, and this is excellent writing by Terrence Winter, when, when she's like, you know, she's trying to make Tony see how he's, you know, his guilt uh, about, you know, he wants the approval of his mother and his uncle and this and that, and how he's refusing to put Uncle Junior in a nursing home. Uh, she calls it... Uh, a retirement community. He says, it's a nursing home yeah, for the yeah. first, the reversal there, the entire series he's been saying, yeah, it's a retirement community. But the irony here is that like by refusing to do the thing that got him shot at in season one, putting his mother in a nursing home is what gets him shot in this right, season. Right. Right. Uh, if he had put uncle June in the nursing home or retirement community or whatever, he wouldn't have been shot at the end of this episode. And now he's trying to do the right thing and he gets fucking shot in the in the gut, which is like yep. such a great like little reversal Polity. here. Yeah. Um uh then we get the lens crafter scene. <laughs> the classic lens crafter scene. Anthony Infante talks to uh John about the hedge thing.
1: Classic yeah. affordable. I think
3: the the like um aviator glasses look better on Tony than when yeah, he eventually got
1: the Armani glasses look fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah, on him.
3: Yeah. But either way he just walks out with the sunglasses because yeah, what the he, fuck is that guy gonna do? Also, yeah, uh,
1: he, he obviously just wants to walk out with the most expensive pair of sunglasses. Right.
3: Uh at the bottom we get Phil finally showing up to talk this out, the Hesh problem with Tony uh, they settled for 50 K for the, for the guy. I love the fucking meathead. who's was like, for the record though, it was a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was with that guy? Hey, bro. he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Um, they sort of like tease the New York, New Jersey war where, where, where Christopher's like, why you always k for this guy? And Tony's like 200 fucking soldiers in this family. Like, yeah. Chris is like, I'm not afraid of this guy. Uh,
1: <laughs> Oh really? Cause you haven't met, uh, Fucking what's his name? Bean. Not Beansy. Well, what, what's his fucking name? Uh, uh, uh Phil's right hand man that like we eventually, oh, um, uh, um, uh, butchie, butchie, butchie. <laughs> yeah. You haven't met butchie yet. <laughs> that like weird fucking glass side. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the 200 <laughs> yeah, number yeah,
2: one. Yeah. That guy rose to the top. Yeah. So <laughs> out of the 200,
3: um, we're at the Bing. Uh, Eugene brought some stewarts. Some hot dogs, looking good too. Looks good. You know what?
1: The sushi looks great. The Stewarts looks yeah, great. The Stewarts. This is where good. we first find out Chris is a, a capo crinkle fries. Now. Little fucking oh, yeah. dog. Oh. Uh, yeah. And also, Come we on.
3: see like very like close to the camera, Vito shoves like a bunless <laughs> yeah. hot dog into his mouth. <laughs> low carb. <laughs> which low carb. Which it seems to me clearly an allusion to his penchant for uh, sucking security guards' dicks. Um, yeah, very uh, yeah.
1: thinly veiled thinly, yeah, veil. thinly
3: veiled uh chris is a capo now he he tells eugene like hey there's this guy fritzie up in boston says teddy Spiridakis owes money uh you know the it's final notice time uh so he's got to go up to boston kill this guy if you do it i'll put in a good word about the florida thing with tony which never trust chris cuz th- this this doesn't work out it seems like uh, that guy. It's like the too, guy like, who bo-
1: it's like the guy who borrows money from Vito, like knowing that he's gonna get killed. It's right, like yeah. man, <laughs> right
3: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So shitty. Yeah. Uh, so he goes up to Boston. Um, now here's the thing. This guy, Teddy Spiridakis. Yes. Initials. T.S. Oh, Tony Soprano mm. shot by a guy in a members only jacket. Mm. In in a eatery in a in a restaurant. Right. This is supposedly the first episode of the final season, the last episode, obviously uh Made, made in America, America where Tony is theor- people theorize killed by a man in a members only jacket uh in a restaurant. What do you guys make of that? What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> coincidence. If, if you start <laughs> dark side of the moon, right? <laughs> yeah. Right when Teddy Spiridakis gets killed, you know, and you play all the, you know, I mean, I, come on, I, come on, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely fun. it's fun to pontificate.
2: It's definitely was it was it thought out that far for David Chase to fuck with you? Prop maybe, maybe I, mean, I definitely don't. Definitely putting the guy in the members only jacket in the season finale was to fuck I, with you. Yeah, I've always felt Seriously that was
1: finale. that was just a fu- like fucking with you because of the members only jacket, mm-hmm. right. 'Cause it was so prominent in the this episode.
3: Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's I don't think it's a nail in the coffin. I don't think we could like, you know,
1: well, that's that's it. We figured it out. I refuse but, to believe that Tony gets killed in that scene because it makes the series less rewatchable and I just like I just refuse to believe that Tony gets killed there.
3: Uh Okay, well, we'll get into it on the...
1: We'll on get the, into it, you know. Then. Weeks, in, weeks in, from now. In uh, two years when we yeah, finish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After <laughs> COVID-19.
2: Uh, After the second pandemic. Yeah. Uh, back <laughs> in the
3: bin. Pandemic too. Oh, God. Uh, no sorry, mind. pandemic B. <laughs> uh, Sylvia tells Eugene the Florida thing is a no-go. Uh, that's not going to sit well. Uh, we cut to the Stugats. Tony's on the boat. He gets a call from Barbara, who's been watching Uncle June, and I guess her husband... He was on set and inhaled noxious <laughs> chemicals or something. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's some. like a prop guy, Tom? I guess. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: okay. Maybe.
1: Fun. I don't know. This he, is the first he, we know of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what First he we does. ever heard what Tom does.
3: Uh, that actor, rip
1: Too. that guy died. That guy died? That guy really? died. Yeah. Yeah. Fake lockyoma? Fake lock. <laughs> Why fuck, dude? Are yeah. you
3: serious? Friend of ours, Steve Lakioma. Yeah. Tremendous he's actor. Not look him up. Tremendous actor. He's still alive. Uh, no, he's alive. And
1: um, He could play uh, a very similar look in the reboot. He could play. Yeah. He yeah. Could yeah. play him.
2: Yeah. Oh, something happened on me. I said.
3: <laughs> <So> oh, baby. <laughs> Janice can't go look after Uncle June for whatever reason. Tony's pissed. Cuts a Bacalas. He's playing with his trains and the hat and everything. <laughs> yep. This is why you can't go to Uncle June's. Tony says, fuck it. You want something done? You got to do it yourself. Uh, and he says to Bacala, you and I are going to have a talk, which obviously never happens. Dude, I love um, the
2: trains thing, man. Yeah, oh, my grandfather was huge into trains. He it had seems so like out of left
3: field for me, but, like, but makes sense for Bacala's character.
1: Yeah, Bacala. You I don't know. know I mean,
2: I ba- like it just because my grandfather loved trains sure. and he had like a whole train thing in his basement. Like, like did Bacala, he have the next quick one? Um. Did he have any
3: obvious product placement cards? That I remember. Okay,
2: they were old,
1: (laughs) old as fuck. Yeah, I bet. It's a great touch for Blue It's a great touch for Baklao because you know the way uh, he's so childlike. The way he was raised, even though like his father allowed him to be in the business, he clearly was very sheltered. Mm. He never, you know, we find out in. Soprano home movies that like he's He's never, never fucking killed, a guy, killed yeah. anyone Before so he's still like he's, he's there's a naivete About him you know right so I, I think it it is a nice touch right um, And obviously We know what ends up happening with him Too so it's yeah. it's even it makes it Even well, more way heartbreaking way he dies, yeah, yeah you know? of course
3: Yeah they set it up um, uh, Eugene um, Tells his Wife you know it's a no go On the Florida thing She's pissed, obviously. Later, he tries to come in with an optimistic sort of tone to it. You know, a year, or two years from now, things could be different. Tony could be gone, which, you know, very well could be at the end of this episode. He's bleeding out on the floor. Yep. But before that, you know, he gets a call, and we learn that Eugene is an informant um, with – Agent San Severino, who is yeah. Adriana's uh, point person in the FBI. This is well, the last time we see connect, her in the series. Yeah,
1: con- connected to her by uh, his point person. Right, yeah.
3: But it's interesting that she's there because she must know Adriana's fucking compost by now. For sure. Um, Ray Curto died fucking in front of her in the car. <laughs> right. And now she's going to learn that to Corvo fucking hang himself like two seconds after talking to her. She, she, you think she quit after this? You think she was like, "I'm <laughs> out, time like, to
2: put in a transfer." Right? Like
3: they're dropping like flies out there. So Us. her
2: daughter hates her. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the feds basically more or less tell Eugene, "Look, Florida was you just got to. Florida's just one of those things you got to let go." Uh, and that's when we cut to his house. But He's looking but at also. Pictures.
1: Agent Harris coming back around again, like, you know, maybe that is like kind of why he's bopping around again. It's not necessarily because he wants to get a, a sandwich of Satrielles, but maybe he's been told He's looking
3: like, he's looking for a new informant. <laughs>
1: no, maybe he's been told uh, you know, by the by the boss like, you know, Kind of uh, maybe put your beak back in, sure, you sure. know, because uh, Agent says Severino is like right. fucking over the shit. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> Everybody dies, dies who talks her to head. her. Yeah. Right?
3: She she might as well, you know, have a fucking grim reaper outfit when she talks to these people. Yep. Um, but yes. Yeah, so Eugene brutal brutal scene of him hanging himself. Oh,
1: so brutal. Uh, so I, I had watch, I was mean, watching with my foster son <laughs> on my lap today, and you know I knew that scene was coming. I covered his eyes and having to cover his eyes for the entirety of that happening just emphasize how long that fucking goes on for. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. On. They, they oh, stay yeah, so so on. decides so long. I wonder how they did that, too, because
3: it's so realistic to yeah, the point yeah. where he's pissing himself at the end, um, which blends into the sound of Tony boiling water for Uncle June's dinner. Yep. Um, we come back, and, and Uncle June shoots Tony in the gut. Uh, shocking, one of the biggest... Uh, Who's know, down there? In the- <laughs> Artie Shaw. Yeah, Artie Shaw. <laughs> uh, you know, he thought he was Pussy Malanga. Yep. Uh, he goes upstairs and hides in the closet while Tony bleeds out. You know, we also see earlier in the episode, Tony, um, you know, weighing himself. And he's like, you know, there was a marked... Yeah. Uh, uh, James Gandolfini put on some weight in the uh, almost two years between seasons. Uh, and you know, they they more or less comment on that here, and 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 later we learn that that might yeah. be the reason that he survived it. There was so much right. padding. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a scene where it's just him at that Noru, nori sushi place where he's just grabbing his gut, yeah, he's like, and bur- yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, which is where he gets shot. And and in subsequent episodes, I think the doctors more or less tell him like if he didn't have this padding like he might have he might have been done also carmella saves his life i don't know if you caught but like in one of the scenes where they're at the house she's like oh here's your new insurance card oh yeah Yeah, and later we find out that if he didn't have that insurance card he would have been carted off to whatever the fuck hospital that is not as renowned or prestigious for uh bullet uh, gunshot wounds yeah he might have been done um you know and that sort of ends the episode. Well, we have that scene of Vesuvio's where Carm is blown away by the fact that Angie bought her own carvette, which is in the middle of Tony, yeah, it's, like Tony it's gets subs, shot yeah. and cuts to her, <laughs> right, which I guess is more or less like the equivalent of her getting shot in the stomach. She's so surprised that this uh ex mob wife is thriving, which I love, I love right. that
1: Angie's thriving, it's yeah, it's you know, so that's something to root for, yeah. Like she, at the same time that the the spec house is fucked,
3: right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And she's shown off her stupid Porsche Cayenne that her husband bought for her, and then Angie's got the the vet. But okay, yeah, that's that's uh, that kicks off our our uh, season premiere. Love it.
0: Should we...
3: I don't have much for fucking internet. Fucking internet. No, but that's fine. We're we'll we running a little long, okay. so let's... let's All right. Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. this uh, comment from Luck... Luck uh, I fucking love Tadig. Okay. Uh,
2: uh,
3: in members only... So do I. Was there some sort of symbolism after Eugene killed that one guy, then was staring at the blood on his face in the rearview mirror? He looks at some blood he has on his face, licks his finger, then wipes a bit of it off... Then just kind of stares at himself as he wipes his finger on the map. Kind of prolonged scene in the car, so I was wondering if I was supposed to pick up on some satanic black magic, <laughs> or maybe even a little scoop of sick shit. What do you What do you guys think?
1: No, like we said before. I think it's just David Chase fucking with us, trying to make us think that like this is going to be something that fucks the Soprano crew down the line. Right. You know, you think he's a change yeah. man? Of it's some like. Sort? Uh, Right. Is he like, is he's gonna, a killer now.
3: Is the DNA gonna like come back to haunt him or something? Right. Well there's that too, yeah. But yeah, also yeah. but also I think him In the moment that's the, what s- I thought. The symbolism of him wiping the blood on the map is like it doesn't yeah. matter whether you go to Florida or stay in Jersey or whatever, yeah, what you've done way. is gonna follow you. Right. You know, right. So wherever you go. Right. Um all right, this one from user Doctor Breakfast seventy nine. Ooh, Ooh baby. Uh, who took over Ray Kurdo's crew after members only when he was poisoned by Tony for being a rat? Besides, seems weird that we never actually get to see any members of the Barisi or Curdo crew Kurdo uh, crew. They're just sort of there. We're told the Barisi crew is the largest crew of the family, yet we only get to see Larry and that fucking parakeet. <laughs> David Chase is a bit of a poser, you ask me. First oh, of all
1: Oh, oh,
3: I object to your premise, Dr. Breakfast, because how the fuck did you think that Tony poisoned Ray Curto?
1: Yeah. What? He yeah, says, what who means.
2: took
3: over Ray Curto's crew after members only when he was poisoned by Tony for being a rat. Huh? Uh, who thinks that?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Stick I don't know. to oh, breakfast. It, yeah, doctor. yeah. Stick to breakfast. Um, <laughs> does Carlo take over the crew? I don't know. Um, I th- Probably right. I think so. He sort yeah. of steps yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, who yeah.
3: ends? Up, who also ends up being a rat? Right. Yeah. In the end, right. That we find out in the final few episodes. Um, but Ooh, yeah, I what guess.
1: Do we, what do we give a it's shit? Not about, Patsy. Yeah.
3: Patsy. No, it's not Patsy. Yeah. What do we?
1: What do we give a shit about that crew? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's true. Yeah.
1: What would yeah. they possibly add to the fucking show? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. You know how Larry. Ber- Wait. Anyway, so Larry Barisi is Ed in Albert- charge. Of- Albert, and Albert is the oh, parakeet. Yeah. Yeah. Died on the vine. Died on the vine. But then Ray Curto is in charge of it, too? I guess. So where's Barisi and Albert been? Barisi, well, was,
3: on Barisi was on house arrest.
2: Barisi was on house arrest. Oh, okay. So he took in charge. Larry. Okay. Larry. Uh, Larry. Uh, I mean, so
1: he's like capo probably in name only. Yeah. And yeah. uh, whatever. Shut the fuck I'm I'm up. Clear. Shut, the fuck shut up, up Dr. Christ. Breakfast.
2: There's just a
3: lot of guys in the mob. Yeah. Uh, this one from user Free Oh,
4: Nice, uh, always sunny reference. Always sunny. Yeah. Would
3: you have preferred the alternate ending to members only? I think it's a pretty common take that the coma saga wasn't that good. I heard Frank Vincent say in an interview, and I confirmed this, I watched the interview, that they had him do a scene where he shoots Junior through his window like the mob boss from Montreal. Uh, I wonder if this glorified crew would have preferred that so they actually shot a alternate scene where phil leotardo comes in the window of junior's home and shoots junior as opposed to junior shooting tony at the end of this episode just why just to confuse people to to muddle the whatever might have leaked out from the set like oh there's a scene where junior shoots tony well there's also a scene where where Fucking Phil shoots Junior, which makes no, no sense.
2: No sense at all. So they actually uh, filmed it? They just... shot it.
3: I watched an interview with Frank Vincent, and he talks about how they shot that. So he comes in the window of Junior's what? house.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine like, how insane tap, that tap, would be? tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, <laughs> tap. Just so unearned. Just like hey, junior, junior. Just
3: senile Junior uh, watching uh, this you fucking, uh, you know, Kaboom. old, like, TCM, uh, and then... Eye for an eye.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh man. Uh,
3: no, I would not have preferred that. Can we? Can the, we? Uh, can,
2: no. can HBO just release like just all these like <laughs> I do scenes see that. that like you know were shot like the LeBron thing and like yeah yeah yeah. Can we just get that instead of like anything else that David Chase wants to do? <laughs> yeah. Let's just get one
1: long, long like long sizzle reel of all the <laughs> shit that like you know. Anything from like two thousand seven to you know Just like just like advertise
2: that as coming out for like a year. Yeah. And it'll yeah. get everybody so excited. Yeah, we don't need the
3: bridge series after Many Saints to uh like just give us the deleted shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and this final one from Sweaty Freddy. Oh. Uh Eugene in members only. If the FBI had their hooks in him, why would Tony's approval of a move to Florida matter? His only way out would be witness protection, right? I guess the point regardless is he's trapped, but I don't understand how Tony allowing him to move would have given him a way out. Um, and I think that's that's right. Like He was I, never going to get down to Florida.
1: I've always felt that way, but I think that's also kind of the point. And also, I think he obviously thought that he could duck the FBI in some way because he's been ducking them for God knows how long. Right. Well, he you also know. said, "Like I'll come and up and testify up. at any trial, right?
3: But, but he probably figured, can the FBI fault me for for removing myself from a crime syndicate? <laughs> like, right. like I don't want to commit any more crime. I don't want to do this. I, I mean, want we to don't do know,
1: that. I, I, we don't, you know, we never know like what he was busted for, right? So, right. it could have been like." a lesser offense than you know puss was fucking busted right. for like pushing h pushing you know yeah eugene was selling his heroin. son heroin <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
3: no uh but but yeah i think but also i think it's just a, a man who's trapped yeah you're busted has...
1: you're busted for wanting to know who your friends <laughs> uh, your son's friends are you're bu- fucking busted dude it's <laughs> of your business Uh, I I think that's parent law. law. You're (laughs) busted.
3: He's got these pipe dreams. It's unrealistic, but he's still got to hold on to something. Right. Yeah. I guess that's the whole point of the episode. And and just, you know, typical Sopranos fashion dreams, dreams dashed. And that, like I was saying earlier, this episode sets up what the whole season for me is about is not being able to escape the choices you've made for yourself in your life. Uh, You know, the, the, what what could state that clearer than this? Like, there was no way that Eugene was ever coming out of this uh, in a good position for himself and his family. Right. So
2: um, fuck. So yeah. Fuck. Yo, heavy, really? Dude. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> no, really? That's 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 what life is about.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, we all fucking live with your choices,
2: fellas. Live oh, with your choices. No, nah, come on. I no.
1: won't. I refuse. <laughs>
2: no, you. You live no, with my. Hope. You live with my choices. <laughs>
1: that's uh, hey. That's what you get from the hair, dude, dog. Uh, you lose your hair, man. Is. You
3: you lose your choices, I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of avenues you could take. And that's all I got for fucking internet.
1: So All right, good shit, good shit. Hey right, folks, you know we can hit us up at this point. I assume <laughs> you know that you can email us at oSopranospod at gmail.com. Give us a follow on the socials, on Twitter, on Instagram, at OsopranosPod. And, you know, uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify, on iTunes. That shit helps because, you know, there's still people that are, like, just finding the show and just, uh, you know, want to seek out podcast about the show for some <laughs> fucking reason. So, you know
3: And they're not listening to talking Sopranos for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, so. they're not listening to talking well, to us talking to Sopranos. Too is, long. Yeah. Too, yeah, They don't want to listen to a podcast that's fucking three hours long. <laughs> even if Frankie Valley is the fucking guest. So you know, look, I get it. You don't always want to listen to the daily. Sometimes you want to listen to all kinds of other news organizations <laughs> and you know, but I mean, look, we're like the anti daily. So <laughs> <The> anti daily. <laughs> we're the anti daily. Alright. Hey, we're in season six. We're in the Kicking home stretch season six day, baby. And until next week. Oh Oh-ho-ho!
0: Welcome to Breezeline, where next-level internet speeds means next-level productivity. Whether it's back to school, back to work, or back to reality, don't let slow internet slow you down. Instead, choose Breezeline and go boss mode with next-level internet and faster speeds backed by a fiber-powered network, so you can level up your day and champion every quest. Now that's Breezeline. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Breezeline.com to learn more.